0: Happy Friday. We are back. Brad Bannon is, as well, President and CEO of Bannon Communications Research. They are a polling, message development, and media firm that help labor unions, progressive issues groups, and Democratic candidates win public affairs and political campaigns. And recently, Brad acquired a new position as a weekly blogger for EpicTimes.com. Formerly, he wrote for U.S. News and World Report. He's also a lecturer in political science at Salem State University in Salem, Mass. More than a pleasure to have my co-host and partner in crime for every Friday on Brad Bannon. Hey, Brad, how you doing? Good afternoon.
1: Good. TGIF, Leslie. I made it through the week. That's all I care about.
0: CNN always does things to look for in a debate and then takeaways. And they had seven from the Republican debate. And it's actually, I think, a sad day for America, maybe even sadder for Republicans and the voters, um, that one of the takeaways is entitled Penises, Dog Catchers, and Yoga. (laughs) And we can't make this stuff up. Now, first of all, I would imagine because of your job and being on the show today, that you had to watch this last night. How yes. painful? How painful was it for you to watch as a Democrat, and as, uh, and as and as and as a strategist, and as a professor of political science?
1: Okay, as a professor of political science, I was horrified. Um, I was talking to a friend of mine this morning who said he was glad he had put his kid to bed before the debate started. Um, that's not a good thing. Um, and as a political science uh, scientist, it's horrible for a democracy. You know, I would uh, half-seriously uh, say one of the questions you should put out for this hour was, the GOP debate last night a train wreck or a circus, or both? Um, and now, as a political scientist, I think it's horrible. As a Democratic consultant, um, it was wonderful, uh, because here you got to see uh, the Republican Party tear itself in half live on national TV, and as a Democrat, it doesn't get much better than that.
0: No, no question about it. Okay, now we we, you know, we can't make uh, this stuff up. Like I said, let's hear some pieces from people that missed it or haven't uh, heard yet. And this is definitely referring to penis size. This is Donald Trump. Cut one.
2: The last year, Donald Trump has basically mocked everybody with personal attacks. He's done so to people that are sitting on the stage today. He's done so about people that are disabled. He's done it about every other candidate in this race. So if there's anyone who's ever deserved to be attacked that way, it's been Donald Trump for the way he's treated people in the last campaign. Now, that said, I would much prefer to have a policy debate. I hope that's what we'll have here tonight. Let's have a policy debate. And we Let's will. Let's talk about Donald Trump's strategy and my strategies. I have to say this.
3: He hit my hands. Nobody has ever hit my hands. I've never heard of this. One. Look at those hands. Are they small hands? He referred to my hands. If they're small, something else must be small. I guarantee you, there's no problem. I guarantee. It. And th- th-
0: this was uh, beyond childish. In all of your years, and even looking back historically, have there ever been these type of personal attacks with regard to penis size, hairstyle, ear size, uh, and, 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 and just hand and hand size, boots? I mean, you know, clothing. I, I mean, I've heard them say terrible things about women. This. This is—is is this unprecedented?
1: Yeah, it is. I was watching the debate last night, uh, and when Trump said that, I—you know—did he really say that? Um, yeah, he did. <laughs> um, and then I realized, if you watch the whole debate, uh, Trump's basic message is: I'm struff, I'm tough, and I'm strong. And I realized his campaign slogan should be, mine is bigger than yours.
0: <laughs> I, I'm stealing that. I'm, I'm tweeting that. that is, wait, where's my pen? Marky Marks. Andrew, write that down so I don't forget. Please, guys, please. <laughs>
4: Let's
0: re-listen to Donald Trump's refusal to release those off-the-record New York Times uh, tapes. So this is cut 2 – we're going to start it from the beginning.
3: I did have a meeting with the editorial board of the New York Times, a very nice meeting. Many of those things were off the record, I think, at their suggestion and my suggestion. And I think being off the record is a very important thing. You have to be able to have some flexibility, some negotiation. Now, sometimes you ask for more than you want, and you negotiate down to the point. I may have discussed something like that with The New York Times, but I would never release off-the-record conversations. I don't think it's fair, frankly, to do that to anybody.
5: How flexible are you on this issue? Not very flexible.
3: No, not very flexible. I I give the example, uh, I'm going to build a wall. I'm the one that wants the wall. I'm the one that can build the wall. It's going to get built.
2: And by the way, Mexico is going to pay for the wall. I can tell you that. Mexico is going to pay for the wall. Let me say that on the issue of the off the record, that's not up to the New York Times. That's up to you, Donald. If tonight you tell the New York Times to release the audio, they will do it. And we can exactly see what your true views are on immigration. Because it is a major issue in your campaign that you've made a center issue. Now, as far as my record on it is concerned, I absolutely want to solve this issue. And I did the best we could in a Senate that was controlled by liberal Democrats and Harry Reid in the hopes that the House, made up of conservatives, would take it up and make it even stronger. And I said that repeatedly at the time. I'm not just saying that now. I said it throughout that process.
5: Mr. Trevillet, you respond. But do you want will, will you release the tapes? Will you authorize the Times we'll to release the tapes? we'll say one
3: thing.
2: What Marco said is,
3: I understand it. He's talking about a little give and take and a little negotiation. And you know Ross, what? That's okay. IRA. That's not the worst thing in the Ross. world. Uncle Fred's investment isn't what it used I to, to be much stronger on... You know what? Immigration. When it comes Sheriff to investing for endorsed me, and if he endorses you, believe me, you are the strongest from Arizona. But give and take is okay, and I thought what he said is okay. We may dis, you know, differ on the degree, but what he said to me is okay. Will you release the tape? No, Authorized? I never time do time? that. I don't. I would not do that. I don't think. I have too much respect. If I deal with you off the record, if I deal with Brett or Chris off the record, I have too much respect for that process to say just release everything. I would not do that.
0: Okay. Uh, Brad, let's talk about this. I'm probably going to surprise you on this one. But I I being a person that has had numerous interviews where I have said things off the record. The reason they're off the record is I want them to remain off the record. Now I am not running for president. I understand. And I understand and I think the New York Times, in order to, be, to have a certain level of integrity, cannot release that because then what do you do with the level of trust going forward? Well, how do you feel about this in other words this is not a huge deal to me because I know Donald Trump's full of caca we know Mexico's not going to pay for the wall we know he's not going to build the wall he doesn't have the funds Mexico doesn't have the funds uh, you know he, he he's you know he's just bullying and talking you know it's BS he's just filled with hot air and I think anybody with you know ha- half you know half the IQ of George W Bush uh, would understand that and 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 quite frankly I don't I don't need to hear an off-the record conversation with the New York Times to to prove this and I don't think it would change his followers from following him blindly as they do
1: uh, I agree with you I also agree with your comments on off the record uh, the reality is uh, it you need to go politicians need to go off the record because sometimes they say well you know I'm really thinking of doing X Y and Z uh, and they won't say it publicly they're just sort of testing the waters with the reporters now, on the other hand, though, what Trump did last night is classic Trump, uh, and it's uh, a great example of the no-denial denial. denial. Uh, he did not deny his comments. All he says was they they belonged up, They shouldn't have been on the record. He did not deny what he said. Uh, it was a classic non-denial denial. And I was watching uh, some guy on see one of the cable shows today, and he was the chairman of one of the National Tea Party groups. And uh, they asked asked him how he felt about Donald Trump. And he said, I don't trust him any further than I can throw him. Uh, And he's right to believe that, because Donald Trump has no principles. He'll be pro-abortion. He'll be pro-life. He'll be anything you want him to do if he thinks is to his political advantage. And if I was a conservative Republican, I wouldn't trust him any further than I can throw him, because he could, you know, he could turn around on a dime and, you know, basically, uh, you know, become a liberal. He was a liberal before. And, and, quite, before. And, quite frank, and
0: quite frankly, what Donald Trump says off the record doesn't matter, because he lies on the record.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, you're right. You're right. He does. And, you know, the this- A tea party guy on the TV was saying, "I don't think conservatives should trust this guy because he has no fixed principles." And you know what? The guy said that was right. He doesn't. He's you know he is a classic example of a demagogue. A demagogue, in my opinion, is someone who's good at at arousing political passions and promises things uh, that he know he can't do, like. Everybody knows, including his supporters, my guess, uh, that he's not going to be able to build a wall. And even if he did, he's certainly not going to have get Mexico to pay for it. But you know, a lot of people, and that's a classic example of a, of a demagogue. You promise things that you know you can't do, but. It gets you some, you know,
0: short lives. Yeah, like George, like George, like George H. W. Bush when he said no new taxes. Yeah,
2: exactly. uh, yeah. Let's continue
0: uh, on, Brad. Let's continue on because we have a lot of cuts. You and I have a lot to talk about with regard to last night. We do want to get to some calls as well. In you know, I I was mentioning in uh, from the headlines. Uh, let's talk about a brokered convention. If John Kasich wins Ohio, Ted Cruz has already won Texas. Um, Is that a game changer for Donald to be able to get that 1,247 magic number uh, to become the GOP nominee?
1: Uh, It depends on one other factor. Uh, To make it work, um, uh, Cases has to win Ohio. And as you said, Cruz has already run Texas thing that would make the charm is for rubio to win florida
0: but statistically right now the polls show that rubio was double digits behind trump in that
1: state uh yes it do uh yes they do um but if rubio you know again you have the republican decide they have the winner take all rule uh so if trump wins florida by beats rubio by one vote he gets all ninety nine of the Florida right, yeah. delegates.
0: Yeah, no, I know it's a win- it's a winner takes all in yes, that state. Yes, it is. And okay, but
1: that it, gives Trump a lot of leverage. Uh,
0: Ohio, how likely is it that Governor John Kasich will win?
1: I don't think it's likely at all. I think it's probably a toss up. Um, I I don't think there's any guarantee at all that Kasich is going to win. All right. uh, I think Trump is a grave threat. Uh, to Rubio in Florida and Kasich in Ohio. And if Rubio loses or Kasich loses, they're out of it. They're gone.
0: Very true. Well, John Kasich, of course, uh, wants to win and he believes he will. Here's what he said last night, cut three.
6: Simple fact is, is that, uh, you know, you all wrote me off. You wrote me off before I even got to New Hampshire. Then when I finished second in New Hampshire, you wrote me off in the South. Then you wrote me off in in Super Tuesday. I split delegates in Vermont with Donald Trump. I finished second in Massachusetts, and we won delegates in Virginia. But guess what? It's now March Madness, and we're heading up north. To the, to the place, to my turf, okay? And let me just tell you this, I will win Ohio. And I am going to move all across this country, and over time, as people begin to finally hear my message, you know what people say, Brett, to me all the time? Why don't they give you any time on the debate stage? Why is that? So now, all of a sudden, I'm starting to get it, and what I want the people to know is, I know how to bring people together, Republicans and Democrats, I have successfully, both at the federal level and the state level, brought economic growth, wage growth, and and economic security to this country. And I want to go back and do it again. And I'm going to keep talking about my message of bringing people together and motivating people in the neighborhoods to realize they don't need somebody from Washington galloping in. There are many things they can do where they live because the strength of our country is in our neighborhoods and our families. And I'm going to keep doing this.
0: Uh, you know, Fox News had a poll as to today after the debate last night. Who won? And of course, this would you know not necessarily just be Fox News viewers. And John Kasich came out the winner in that poll. Did you feel John Kasich scored some points and came out the winner last night because he didn't get down in the trenches with Rubio and Trump?
1: Yeah, I do. Then, uh, and, and he per- that was exactly what Cases was trying to do, is, you know, be the guy who's above it all, let the little kids fight each other. I'm the grown-up in the room. And I think he pulled that off. It was interesting. I saw Casey give a live interview on TV about two hours ago, and he said in so many words, I know I'm not going to have enough delegates to win the Republican nomination, but Donald Trump might ha- might not either. And so Kasich basically said, I'm just hanging in there uh, in the hope that there's going to be a broken convention, and they'll pick me. I mean, he admitted it outright pretty much that he wasn't going to, you know, win more delegates than Trump.
0: I was just looking at real clear politics for the state of Ohio between uh, Kasich and Trump, and of course, um, in – let me see since January 22nd up until a couple of uh, up until September John Kasich was as up as high as 11 points um, over everybody else I mean you know he was uh, over Trump at least he he was up by 11 points as a matter of fact in April uh, Magellan had Huckabee up too in the state of Ohio Uh, but Kasich was up since September 25th through february 20th and that was the last that quinnipiac did polling regarding ohio trump is up by five just a couple of points outside the margin of error why do you think Kasich is doing because uh, to me kasich has been improving i would have thought it would be the other way around that Kasich would be doing better now than he was a few months ago why do you think it's why do you think it is the way it's polling at least
1: well i think essentially what's happening is the trump uh steamroller is in high gear, uh, and he's just running over anybody. It doesn't mean, you know, if you're the senator from the state, it doesn't matter. If you're the governor of the state, it doesn't matter. You go under the Trump steamroller, uh, and it's just Trump is on a roll right now, and he's rolling over everybody and everything.
0: Okay, let's, uh, there's so many uh, more things to talk about and so much uh, more audio to play, and we just have so many things with regard to this, and we want to take our calls as well. Uh, so let's uh, check in next. We haven't heard yet from Ted Cruz, uh, and Ted Cruz went after Donald Trump with some facts regarding Hillary Clinton. Take a listen, cut four.
7: The choice Republican primary voters are making is who is best prepared to stand up to Hillary Clinton and beat Hillary Clinton. Donald Trump has written checks to Hillary Clinton not once, not twice, not three times, 10 times and four of those checks were not to her Senate campaign. It wasn't that she was the New York Senator and it was a cost of doing business. It was to her presidential campaign. Donald Trump in 2008 wrote four checks to elect Hillary Clinton as president. So I'd like to ask Donald, why did you write checks to Hillary Clinton to be president in 2008? It wasn't for business and how can you stand on a debate stage now with her and say you don't think she should be?
3: Actually, president? it was for business. 2008, I supported Hillary Clinton. I supported many other people, by the way, and that was because of the fact that I'm in business. I did support very heavily Ronald Reagan. I also supported George Bush, by the way.
4: All
7: right, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Trump. But, but what more? would you well, say? Hold stand by, Hillary Mr. Cruz. When you wrote her a check in 2008, wrote her four checks. L- Let president. me tell you
3: something, Ted. The last person that Hillary Clinton wants to face is Donald Trump. That I can tell uh, Polls
0: don't show that, do they, Brad? But let, let's talk about that. Looking at Hillary's performance, especially this year, with Bernie, because that's who she debates. Uh, let's just put O'Malley out, you know, away, you know, because he's gone now. Um, how would Hillary do with her style up against Donald with his style in a debate?
1: Uh, Well, uh, let me respond to that in two ways. The polls show uh, that uh, Trump does less well against either Sanders or Clinton than any other Republican. Uh, And it's very clear from the national polls that Trump is the weakest possible Republican candidate, but he's also the candidate most likely to get the nomination, which is why... Republicans in Washington are terrified. Now,
0: that's what I I wanted to ask you, Brad. Are Republicans terrified because they can't beat Hillary? Are Republicans terrified because of the things he's saying, building a wall, banning all Muslims, and things like that, and what it's doing to their party?
1: You know why the the reason they're afraid of Donald Trump? They feel that when Trump goes down, and they, they figure he will go down, and I think they're probably right about that, he'll take the rest of the party down with him. And when the you the congressional say, when you candidates, say, and, and, the Senate candidates, that's what they're really worried about. They're worried about, you know, you know, either losing their majority in Congress or losing a big part of it, and they feel if Trump is going to be the nominee, he's going to take the Congress down with him. And I think they're probably right about that.
0: When you when you say Donald Trump is going to go down, do you mean he won't be the nominee, or you think he'll be the nominee Donald but go Donald Donald down in flames as the nominee? President, uh, say that again, Brad.
1: Uh, He will be the Republican nominee, but he won't be president because whichever Democrat wins the nomination is going to beat him decisively.
0: Okay, we're going to take a break. We're going to talk more about the penis dog catcher and yoga uh, conversation from the debate last night. We'll also hear some more, including a question from Megyn Kelly, and it wasn't about women, uh, but it was about Trump's background, and uh, Trump doesn't like to be asked about anything that hasn't succeeded or he'll lie and say it did, right? We'll hear more uh, with you and from the debate last night. Brad Bannon is my co-host and partner in crime every Friday. But we want to hear from you of four and by you, the people. That is our program. Hey there, I'm Leslie Marshall. He's Brad Bannon, co-hosting this and every Friday with me. Normally, hour two, sticking around for hour three. But we want to hear from you. In the past hour, we talked about the GOP debate from last night. We'll continue to talk about that. But we have some other issues we want to discuss one of which is and, – and, and two things. We just heard from Victoria Jones at the end of last hour, if you missed it, that you know that money that Donald Trump was having a fundraiser for when he wasn't going to go to the debate, and he raised millions of dollars for vets. Well, half of it never got to the vets. And the <laughs> this has been online, and the Washington Post is running with it. Why aren't we hearing more about it? Does this matter to you? And hey, if you're a vet and a Trump supporter, what do you think about that? 8886 Leslie 8886537543 is the number. We talked about the craziness last night of Donald Trump defending his penis size and talking about his hands with regard to Marco Rubio's claim. Donald Trump refusing to release his off the record tape of the New York Times, which Brad and I don't have a problem with. Do you? Do you feel that he should have to release off the record comments? And do you also agree that if the New York Times does this, where is the sanctity in journalism for that off the record time when somebody's being interviewed? 8886 Leslie, 8886537543. With Donald Trump talking about the size of his hands in relation to his genitalia, has the GOP, have these candidates, and has our political process sunk to a new low? 8886 Leslie, 8886537543. Did you watch the debate last night? And why? For entertainment? Because you truly need to find a candidate? Is it like a car crash you just can't look away from? 8886 Leslie, 8886537543 is the number. There is talk. Of having a brokered convention. And to have a brokered convention, you need people to win big states like Texas, Florida, and Ohio, other than Donald Trump. Right now, Kasich and Trump are almost neck and neck in Ohio. Rubio is trailing by double digits. How do you feel about a brokered convention? And John Kasich said last night he will win Ohio. Do you believe him? 8886 Leslie, 8886 537 If you're a Democrat, are you going rah, rah, rah? Run Trump, run to the finish line. Get those 1,247 delegates because you want him to be the candidate because, polling wise, at least, it shows Hillary Clinton would beat him more easily. 8886 Leslie, 8886 537 And speaking of Hillary Clinton, Ted Cruz, rightly so. Brought to Donald Trump's attention that he had written 10 different checks for Hillary Clinton, or to the Clintons and Hillary over the years. And how do you stand on a stage and say, I'm more fit to be president than you when I once supported you for president? I thought Donald Trump's answer was fair. He said he's a businessman and he's given to campaigns both left and right. But does Ted Cruz have a point? How can Donald Trump be the nominee if Hillary's the nominee and look over at her and say and and, and accuse her of things? And bring up her track record when she can turn and say, I brought a check for all the money you gave me over the years, Donald. And honestly, that's what I would do if I were Hillary. Brad Bannon is my co-host and partner in crime on Fridays. Let's bring Brad in before we take the calls. Brad, uh, first of all, do you think that Hillary should have the canceled checks from Donald and say it's so funny that – You know, you're making these accusations of me because on this date, on this date, in this date, and like hold up the canceled checks or bring a check for the amount of money that he gave her and have her give it to the veterans to make up for the shortfall in his contributions. That's brilliant, isn't it? Uh, That's my idea. Uh, But uh, sorry if I pat myself on the back there. Don't you think she should do this? I don't think that's getting down in the mud with him. I think this is bringing a mirror to him.
1: Absolutely, she should. It's a great idea, Leslie. And if she doesn't do it, um, somebody should kick her in the butt. Um, It's perfect. Uh, And, uh, you know, one of the interesting things about what's been happening in the last 24 hours is that you've had Republicans – Making the case against Trump uh, that Hillary Clinton or Bernie Sanders will in the fall. All they have to do is copy the speeches, like the uh, Mitt Romney speech yesterday. You, Hillary could, Clinton, could give that speech verbatim, and she well, except for the part but when Mitt it was a, except for,
0: except it. for the part to say if you elect him, if you elect, if, if if he's your nominee, I will become your president. Except for that thing, and you know the negatives about her,
1: obviously. Yeah. Well, I also thought that. Romney had a great line in that speech, and he said he was talking about, you know, Trump being a liar and a con artist. And Romney said, uh, Donald Trump's word is as good as a degree from Trump University. I loved it. Yeah. Yeah. I loved it.
0: And, and Romney is, you know, Romney and Al Gore could actually hit the comedy circuit as being. Yeah. You know, they don't look funny, and they don't even deliver a good joke well, but that was a good joke, even though he was delivering it. Um, We're going to take some calls in just a moment, but I do want to, Megan Kelly, I had pointed out at the end of the program, who I like personally and professionally, quite frankly, I have respect for, a lot of respect for, especially that time when she called out Karl Rove when President Obama, in fact, was president. And um, she's not a dumb broad, I mean, just a smart woman, she's an attorney, and Uh, Were you surprised that she didn't ask any questions with regard to gender to try and watch Trump lose it? Or do you think there was some kind of an uh, or or just didn't want to go there? I mean, were you surprised she didn't do something with regard to to gender or something to rattle his cage a bit more?
1: Well, I think uh, last night she had bigger fish to fry. I mean, my impression was. You know, there's that old joke that if you're a politician, don't insult people uh, who buy ink by the barrel. And last night's uh, moral was don't insult Megyn uh, Kelly if she's going to moderate the debate, because she showed those clips uh, which showed you know Trump wildly inconsistent about all sorts of issues. And I thought she nailed him last night.
0: Okay, let, let's talk about, was this one of those times? This is when Megan Kelly questioned Donald Trump. Over one of his many failed ventures with his name on it, Trump University, to Brad's point and Mitt Romney's joke. Here it is, cut five.
5: Trump University, which was a business that you started, and it was marketed to many, to many people, and now there is a class action of over 5,000 plaintiffs against you, Mr. Trump. Right. And it involves veterans, and it involves teachers, and it involves so-called little guys. Working class and lower working class and middle class who say that they were fleeced, who say it was a scam. The class has been certified, and and in that case, you countersued the lead plaintiff, alleging that you were being defamed. That case was thrown out against her. The lead
3: plaintiff is now getting out of the case because... Because it's so bad but, for her. But but what happened was... Excuse me. The lead plaintiff signed a letter saying how great it was and is on tape saying how great it was.
5: Okay, but, but what... No, but stand by. But what happened in that case was... You countersued her. The court threw out your countersuit and made you pay almost eight hundred thousand dollars in legal fees of hers. And you made this same argument about ninety-eight percent of the people being happy with Trump University, and that woman in particular signing a survey saying she liked it while someone was standing She's over her shoulder. This is what the Court of Appeals found. They said that the the plaintiffs against you are like the made off victims. Oh, give and me, they, give this me is a what point. the court of appeal said. Give me a they found that victims of con artists often sing the praises of their victimizers until they realize they have been fleeced.
3: You know what? Let's see what happens in court. This is a civil case, very easy to have settled. Could settle it now. Very easy to have settled. This is a civil. Let's see what happens at the end of a couple of years when this case is over.
0: I'm surprised that Donald Trump didn't uh, say to sue her. I thought it was excellent that she asked that question, Brad, because on the panel she is the only attorney uh, on that panel. Uh, what did you think of that that question? And quite frankly, she had a lot of specifics, and it wasn't you know it's different than just reading the question. She fully understands what she's asking as an attorney.
1: Well, I thought that in that clip you just played Prove it. That was the most aggressive questioning of a presidential candidate I've ever seen in a debate. I mean, she just kept going at him, uh, you know, bringing up, you know, new facts. And she really went at him. And, again, you know, Trump, you know, and she was, you know, my opinion, she was clearly trying to make a point to Trump, uh, don't screw with me. Um, and uh, I, I thought that was very good. I wish more reporters were that aggressive uh asking questions of a presidential uh, candidate i also think that all this you know you know uh megan kelly, uh, kelly uh the feud with megan kelly the uh the jokes about body parts uh it is And the whole macho attitude is going to turn women off. I should tell you, because I think you'll appreciate this, Leslie. I was watching the debate with my wife last night, Um, and we turned towards each other when uh, Trump made that comment about his hands, because we both said, did he really say that? And yes. And then my wife said, you know, they should stop the debate right now and get someone out on stage with a ruler to find out who is the biggest one.
0: Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, but to your point, uh, with your um, uh, wife being a woman, and I am a woman, Megyn Kelly is somebody who is liked and respected by a lot of women across party lines, and Donald Trump is not. And uh, Donald, But Donald Trump does do well with women, which I, as a woman, can't wrap my head around.
1: Well, let me put it this way. He does well with Republican women. Uh, he will crash and burn once he has to talk to independent females. Uh, and I guarantee you, if Trump is the nominee, uh, there will be a gender gap to end all gender gaps. Uh, So uh, you know he appeals to conservative Republican women. That's fine to win the nomination. But what you have to do to win the actual presidential election is appeal to independence. And I'm pretty sure uh, he turned off a lot of women, uh, female independence. But if he He turned
0: turned women off so bad, Brad, if he turned women off so bad and even turned people off so bad with all of his racist comments and his sexist rhetoric, why aren't we seeing a bigger point spread between him and Hillary? Him and Bernie.
1: You're right. Hillary has her own problems. Uh, She has baggage. The difference is that her baggage doesn't weigh as much as Trump's baggage.
0: Okay, let's take a break on that note. I'm Leslie Marshall. He's Brad Bannon. We're going to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to take your phone calls. If you're holding, hang tight. You want to join us, pick up the phone and do so. 8886-LESLIE, 8886-537-543. Did you watch the debate last night? If so, why, and what did you think? Who were the winners? Who were the losers? What were your favorite points of the debate and did you feel that the Republicans, these nominees, and even the political process has sunk to a new low? 8886 Leslie, 8886537543, talking about hand size and penis size. Really? 8886 Leslie. Do you think Donald Trump should release those tapes of the off the record conversation with the New York Times? I don't. 8886 Leslie, 888, 888- neither does Brad, 8886537543. Governor Kasich said he'll win Ohio. Do you hope he does? Do you hope Rubio wins Florida so there can be a brokered election, especially if you're a Republican? 8886 Leslie, Eight 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 six five three seven five four three. 7543 Donald Trump skipped a debate one night and, and and raised millions of dollars for veterans. But less than half got to the veterans. How do you, as a veteran supporting Trump, feel about that? 8886 Leslie, Eight 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 six five three seven five four three. 7543. Ted Cruz brought up the fact that speaking of money, that Donald Trump's given plenty of it to Hillary. Does that bother you? And is that something she could and should use if the two of them are the nominees to get back at him eight 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 six Leslie eight 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 six five three seven five four three. And if you're a supporter of Trump because he's a smart businessman, do all his failures like Trump University and all the other Trump's Trump mortgage company and all the other Trump travel agency, all those failed companies bother you? If not, why? And if it does, then why do you still support him? 8886-LESLIE, 8886-537-543. Back to you right after this. Leslie Marshall, welcome, welcome back only true Democracy and Talk Radio. He's Brad Bannon. Brad, you with us here as my co-host on this Friday in the uh, um, last hour I'm of the show? for the
1: duration, Leslie.
0: You rock, my friend. Let's take some calls, shall we, and hear what everyone yep. else has to say in addition to us uh, on that debate last night. And uh, let's see who is up first. We go to, let's see, is Dean and Buffalo on line five still there? Yes,
8: um, uh, know, yes,
0: line two. Sorry, Dean. Good afternoon.
8: Thanks for taking my call. I hope I, I hope you all have a good weekend. Um, I did watch the debate last night just for the pure enjoyment of seeing Megyn Kelly go one on one with Donald Trump. Interesting. What she what she did was great. Um, she showed how you beat Donald Trump. She showed the clips and the way he backpedaled, um, if, Hillary's what, if, Hillary, if Hillary was watching that, that's what you do. You show the clips of him saying one thing and then flip-flopping uh, the next day. That's how you beat somebody like Donald Trump.
0: Okay. Thank you, uh, Dean. Uh, uh, would you agree with that, Brad? Uh,
1: yeah, I would. Uh, I think if more journalist pressed presidential candidates like Megan <laughs> Kelly pressed Trump last night, we would have a lot better elections because she did not... Usually, that's unusual what she did last night. You uh, ask a candidate... Usually, a journalist will ask a candidate a question and then a follow-up and leave it at that. But she asked a question with a follow-up, then another follow-up, and then another follow-up. And they he, she put trump on the spot and if you're running for president whether you're donald trump or hillary clinton you should get put on the spot by the press and i i I thought she was great last night i think she should be president
0: okay um uh i don't okay um uh, let me say i want hillary clinton to be my president um let's uh let's go next to uh thank you for that call dean let's go next to michael on the bronx line one michael good afternoon
4: Good afternoon and happy Friday to my dear friends, Leslie and Brad.
0: Okay, Michael, what's on your mind? Hey, Michael.
4: Mind? What's on my mind? First off, I can assure you, you would not see or hear a Democratic candidates behaving in the way that these GOP candidates did. All right? So, And furthermore, what's an, what's this um, off-the-record conversation? Maybe that should be revealed because of the stuff that you guys have uncovered regarding Trump, about the racism, the sexism. He constantly talks about it. he's going to build a wall, build a wall, and always focusing on one border and not the other, as I have stated so many times. And then now you hear about some kind of funding that was supposed to been for veterans, and yet it never went to the veterans. And I applaud Megyn Kelly for raising this issue because – Besides seeing Trump as a racist, a sexist, and an absolute godforsaken bully, we could be talking something criminal here. And I got to say this I hope Marco Rubio is listening that if Trump had ever pulled that stunt with me about hand sizes, my answer to Trump is you know what, Mr. Trump, since you want to go there, you want to get personal, I've been married only once. Married almost 16 years to the same woman who I love greatly. What can you say about your uh, marital status? Or oh, you know what, Mister Trump? Don't even bother answering because I don't feel like reading your damn list.
0: All right, thank you uh, very much, Michael. Uh, anything to say on that, Brad?
1: Uh, well, uh, yeah, I agree with Michael. Um, you know, it just as he was talking and got to say it after
0: the break, buddy. Sorry, got to say it after the break. My bad. I was looking at the wrong clock. We'll take a break. We'll be back. Brad's response. Your calls. If you're holding, hang on. Now, remember, when we finish with a call, your cue to call through. A line available. We just finished with one. Give us a buzz. 888 6 Leslie Marshall, he is Brad Bannon. Brad, should we take more calls before we hear more cuts?
1: Sure, absolutely.
0: Let's go to Massachusetts, where Brad and I hail from. Oh, Brad, not originally, but you've become Massachusetts boy. Matt in Massachusetts is on Line 3, listening to our great affiliate there, WHMP 1400 AM. Matt, good afternoon. How you doing? Good, how are you doing?
7: I'm doing pretty well. Um, yeah, Trump is like basically, um, you know, a high school bully um, at the end of the day. You know, he's, his campaign is basically gaining clout for the same reason that somebody in high school as a bully would gain clout, you know? Um, you know, he, he's funny, honestly. Um, I don't think anybody really can deny that because a lot of the stuff you could you would assume to see on Comedy Central or something like that. But look, at the end of the day, you know, policy-wise, he's really got nothing to offer America, and um, Hillary's really the woman for the job. Now, do I personally like Hillary? Absolutely, but... I, I feel like Bernie Sanders is actually a better policy guy, just given the fact that, you know, convergence theory suggests um, we should be, you know, uh, putting in uh, human capital as our number one priority. Because, um, I mean, look, there was a uh, solar farm built in uh, New Mexico recently, right? And it was technology that we created here in the States. We had to hire a guy from Spain to do the job because we uh, didn't have somebody to do it here. So the thing is, we really got to invest in our kids. We really got to invest in education.
1: And um, we really got to make it happen.
0: Okay. Thank you for the call. Brad, any comment to that caller?
1: Well, I think that is the best one word description you can use. Trump bully. Uh, he is. He's a say, you're right. He's right. He's a high school bully, and he keeps bullying people uh, to get his way. You know, when I was watching the debate last night and they, they were go, you know, Rubio Cruz and uh, Trump were going at each other, I thought to myself, you know, I've seen this before. And then I realized where, where I saw it. Uh, when my kids were teenagers and my daughter was like 13 and my son was 11, they used to have the same kind of argument. You know, personal insults, and the only difference between, you know, the arguments my kids had when they were teenagers and the argument that the Republicans had last night was my kids' argument was at a higher level of discourse. Okay. <laughs>
0: Okay. God, you're killing me. All right, let's continue with the calls. we go to Maria in Santa Fe, New Mexico, line two, listening on our affiliate there, KTRC, 1260 AM on the radio. Maria, good afternoon. Welcome.
7: Good afternoon. Um, I didn't watch the debate. I think it's maddening and it's sad that the most important role in the U.S. has become such a thoughtless, misogynistic roadshow. Um, <laughs> I still think that um, Trump... Shouldn't have to release his interview because he says outrageous things anyway, and it's not like it's going to turn his supporters against him. And if you don't support him, it's not like it would get people to vote for him. So it's it's not important.
1: Brad. Uh, I'm going to have to agree with Maria on this one. Uh, if uh, bully is a good description and misogynist is also a good description, because he is. Uh, you know, I think he especially likes to bully women, like Megyn Kelly, Rosie O'Donnell. And it's interesting,
0: because, uh, you know, they say, they, they say
1: misogynist. that... I agree with Marie absolutely.
0: They say that Donald Trump views women, and at least a guy that worked with him, I mentioned this a couple of days ago, uh, two ways. You know, if they're a 10 or not, and I think a lot of people would agree, and I've seen Megyn Kelly in person, she's a 10, um, yeah, and, if he'd, and if he'd sleep with them or not, and I'm sure he would, you know? He
4: objectifies his own daughter, yes. for God's sake. Yes.
0: Yeah. Yes. But what I'm saying is I'm surprised he goes after Megyn the way he does because she fits the two, two criteria he has for women. Are you a 10 and would I sleep with you?
1: Yeah, yeah I just... Smart. You know. Yeah.
0: She oh, but she's smart. Careful. I see. Okay. You yeah. can't have a brain. I got no. you. Gotcha. Okay. Anything else, Maria?
7: No, but thank
0: you. Thank you. Thank you for the call. Appreciate it. Eight 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 six leslie 888-653-7543. When we finish with a call, your cue to call through. Line four in Georgia is Reggie. Reggie, good afternoon.
8: And hey, Happy Friday to you, Leslie Marshall, and to Brad Brennan, too, as well. Happy Friday, okay. you guys. Happy Friday. Hi. Okay, first off, speaking of immigrants, in legal or illegal immigration, isn't Donald Trump's current, present, third wife and herself an immigrant who speaks with a foreign accent? And uh, oh, secondly, as for the reporters, it, like you said, we had more reporters, like I said, just Megyn Kelly to stand up to Donald Trump. He wouldn't stand a chance, but instead most of them would cower and kiss his ass, among other things, and, and throw him softball questions, because they don't want to offend him or... Have him turn around and sue them, or threaten them with lawsuits, and therefore not have them come back onto their shows again. If they do that to them. they will lose access to them, right? Brad, but, you know. oh yeah, yeah, you're
1: absolutely right, Reggie. Uh, I said it a few minutes ago, I've never seen a reporter press a presidential candidate or any candidate harder than Megyn Kelly did Donald Trump last night. And the reason most reporters don't do it is for the reason that you suggested, which they're afraid they're going to lose access. Uh, they won't get be able if they you know if they go after a candidate like Megan Kelly did last night. Uh, they're not going to be able to get information or story ideas from the candidates. So usually they ask them one question and maybe one follow up, but they certainly don't press them the way Megan Kelly pressed Trump last night. I've never seen that before.
8: Right, right. And they should do that more and often to them. More often, absolutely. They should do that to him. And what is it with him making uh, penis jokes? Had that been Bernie Sanders or worse yet Hillary Rodham Clinton doing that, they would raise holy ass purely, holy ass pure hell, wouldn't they? The, the conservative side would. Had they done that, Bernie Sanders or Hillary Rodham Clinton made penis they wouldn't
0: pills. do that. I'm sorry, the Democrats have shown their class acts, you know,
8: exactly. and they wouldn't. They wouldn't do that. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so, but, but they wouldn't do that. Yep. all but right. But if they did. All right. Thank
0: you, you, Reggie. Appreciate it. Um, Brad, we have a, a lot more that we need to discuss from last night and some other issues as well. Donald Trump has been pressed over and over and over to disavow the KKK. He finally did that last night. Let's take a listen. This is cut six and then we'll discuss it. Here's Donald Trump.
3: I totally disavow the Klu Klux Klan. I totally disavow David Duke. I've been doing it now for two weeks. This is, you're probably about the 18th person that's asked me the question. It was very clear. That question was also talked about in the form of groups. Groups. I want to know which groups are you talking about? You have to tell me which groups. Ultimately, he got to the Klu Klux Klan, which obviously I'm going to disavow. And by the way, if you look at my Twitter account, almost immediately after the program, they were disavowed again. You know, it's amazing when I do something on Twitter, everybody picks it up, goes all over the place. But when I did this one, nobody ever picks it up. Take a look at my Twitter account.
0: Uh, Brad, he <laughs> did not disavow uh, David Duke or the KKK in the past. As a matter of fact, David Duke, he, you know, did claimed not to know. Then he claimed not to hear. He had to check things out. Um, but, there, you know, we know that there are neo-Nazis that have been at his rallies. We know that there are white supremacists who've had talk shows that have done them live. Who beat up h- a
1: young black woman. Right, and, 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 that's
0: I, and I want to talk about that. So, first of all, why did Donald Trump do this? Because he was on the spot or because he needs black voters more than he needs white supremacist voters?
1: Uh, well, I think it's just because he was getting killed by the media. Um, I, you know, you know, you know, everybody I saw talking about uh, the Duke thing, and a lot of people were talking about the two days were basically roasting Trump because in that response you displayed, he out and out lied. Uh, because uh, I've seen film clips of the internet of him talking about the Ku Klux Klan and David Duke. This was like seven or eight years ago, and. Last week, he said, "Oh, I've never, I don't really know much about the Ku Klux Klan or David Duke, so I can't really uh, tell you whether I'm going to disavow him or not." That was an outright lie. And then last night, he just got tired of, you know, getting roasted by the media, and so he decided just to get it over with and do it.
0: Interesting. Let's talk about um, this. Is something we wanted to bring up uh, today. Um, This this really bothered me, and not for the regular reasons. White supremacists hurled racist and sexist slurs a couple of days ago, Tuesday, in the afternoon. They pushed a black protester out of a Donald Trump rally in the state of Kentucky. Now, there have been videos that I've seen, I'm sure you have, Brad. I know my crew has, and many of our listeners have, that have circulated of a young black woman being pushed and shoved. By a screaming man wearing a Make America Great Again hat at the Trump rally in Louisville, Kentucky, Uh, and the protester described the experience afterward in a Facebook video. She said she was called the N-word and the C-word and got kicked out. Her name is Shia Naguanguama. She's a University of Louisville student. She said, quote, they're pushing and shoving me. Cursing at me, yelling at me, called me every name in the book. They're disgusting and dangerous. Now, the hat-wearing Trump supporter appears to be a white nationalist by the name of Matthew Heimbach. He is head of the Traditionalist Worker Party, according to other protesters who spoke with the New York Daily News. Um, According to a protester, Molly Shaw, quote, I watched him for hours recruit Trump supporters with five of his buddies. They later attacked the group I was with, the neo-Nazis, Drew punches at us and kicked us. There's a Twitter account that's maintained by a traditionalist worker party supporter suggesting the group attended the Louisville rally and took signs from protesters. And another protester said the white supremacists purposefully bumped protesters, hit them with signs, and stepped in their shoes as they crowd on their shoes as they crowded together, waiting for the rally to begin. Uh, Chanel Helm says, in my entire life, i had never had anyone look at me with such hate. Now, she said the feeling was eerie and reminded her of historical photos from the civil rights movement of the 50s and 60s. She said the white supremacist led a chant that chilled her, quote, your scum, your time will come. Your scum, your time will come. Now, Helm said the white nationalists chanted this at the demonstrators. Trump interrupted his speech several times to comment as the demonstrators were led from the rally by U.S. Secret Service agents. So in other words, we paid for this, folks, with our tax dollars. And Metro Police, complaining that he would be criticized whether he encouraged rough treatment or not. He said, don't hurt him, as supporters pushed and shoved a black man in the crowd. See, if I say go get him, I get in trouble with the press, the most dishonest human beings in the world. The worst, if I say don't hurt him, the press says maybe Trump isn't as tough as he used to be. Can you believe this? Now, i got to say, if he had just said, don't hurt him, don't hurt him, he has a right to say what he said, I would have had more respect for Donald Trump. I would have – I have no respect for him, so there's a long way to go. The forcible remover of protesters has become a regular deal at Trump rallies, and he is a candidate often encourages violence against them. Quote – You know what I hate? There's a guy totally disruptive throwing punches. We're not allowed to punch back anymore. Now, this is what he said just last week at a rally in Nevada. He said, quote, in in the old days, you know what they used to do with guys like that when they were in a place like this? They'd be carried out on a stretcher, folks. Trump also said, I'd like to punch him in the face. And the crowd roared. A group of 30 Valdosta State University students were also removed from a rally this week on Monday, the day before this woman uh, was uh, verbally uh, accosted in Georgia. And the students claim they'd not been disruptive. Uh, There's no video of disruption, by the way, if you look, or photos. Trump supporters dismissed concerns about the GOP's candidate's refusal to condemn the KKK, although you just heard him do it, and its former leader, David Duke, last night. Um, They said it was a made-up issue. Um, They say, I believe he's a super person. I don't believe he's racist. Of course, these are supporters. And there's another supporter. This woman is disabled, who said her friends lost jobs to illegal immigrants. Really, I'd like to see those jobs. And she said, we've lost our country to everyone else. Um, That's code speak for people other than we white people, people other than we less educated white uh, people. She said the illegals need to go back where they came from. Let me explain something. If all 11 million plus immigrants went back to where they came from, (laughs) um, those jobs would not be filled by all of these people. Would you agree with me there, Brad?
1: Absolutely, and I, there's documentary firsthand evidence. About three years ago, the state of Alabama uh, changed their state laws and imposed big criminal penalties on people who hired uh, undocumented immigrants. And that was fine uh, until the cotton crop came. Uh, was about to be harvested, uh, they had had migrant farm workers always harvest the cotton crop. And that year, because they couldn't use their usual labor, they couldn't find anybody to harvest in Alabama to harvest a crop. And basically a lot of it just went bad because no one they couldn't find anyone to do it.
2: Uh,
0: Let let me ask you something. Do you feel, because I do, that some of these groups, like that man who led the uh, taunting and harassment and verbal abuse of that woman on Tuesday in Kentucky and Louisville, um, he probably, you know, says to his uh, white supremacist buddies, ah, Trump has to say that, right?
1: Well, yeah, I, you, you know, my impression is, and, you know, they televised, the Trump rallies on MSNBC and uh, CNN and Fox, so you can see them, he eggs those people on. He doesn't say, oh no, be calm, everybody's entitled to their opinion. He eggs those neo-Nazis on. And the second thing is, you said when uh, you watched that Episode, uh, It reminded you of the civil rights rally.
0: No, no, not me. It was one of of the women that was was forced out, one of those those protesting.
1: When I saw it, it reminded me of the uh, rallies that the Nazis used to have in Nuremberg, where the same thing would happen. Someone would come to protest, and they'd beat them up or kill them. Uh, I've seen that on the History Channel. Uh, You know, it, it is just so... This is a dangerous man. You know, I would never vote for Ted Cruz, or probably John Cash or Marco Rubio, or any Republican, but... Uh, I am pretty confident uh, that Rubio, Kasich, and Cruz would not destroy American democracy and turn it into a fascist government. I would be greatly afraid that Trump would. So I think Trump is far more dangerous than anybody else running for president because I think he essentially wants to be a dictator.
0: All right, we'll take a break on that. I'm Leslie Marshall. He's Brad Bannon. We only have one segment left in the hour today and this week for the show uh, on this Friday. Pick up the phone and join me. Does it bother you that white supremacist so comfortably chant the things you heard? Chant the things you heard me share them say. Chant racist things or threatening things. Your scum, your time will come. Okay? calling the N-word and the C word to a woman. And you know what bothers me folks? Not every man standing there was a white supremacist. Where were the men defending this woman? That's what scares me about these. That's what scares me about these supporters of Trump. They're dangerous. Pick up the phone and join me, agree or disagree, 8886-LESLIE, 8886-537-543, Brad Bannon's in the house as well, don't go away. Let's go to Jake in Eureka, California, line one, listening on KGOE. Jake, good afternoon. Uh, what's your What's your take? Uh, you can talk about the debate last night, but I'd also love your take on what happened on Tuesday at that rally in Louisville, Kentucky.
9: Well, well, I I think with the debate, I think we Brad. I think I think we do need to be concerned that, that Trump has some pretty pronounced fascist tendencies. And like, you know, he decided he was going to quote Mussolini. Uh, you know, he'd rather live one day as a lion than a hundred years as a sheep. And when Chuck Todd confronted him on that last weekend, Donald Trump didn't disavow Mussolini. He said he likes to be associated with interesting quotes. So, you know, he starts quoting Mussolini. I think we need to be worried. Okay,
0: you think we need to be worried. Should he, as the candidate, be doing more? And who worries you more, him or his followers?
9: Well, his followers, uh, I I think. Because I don't think he's going to win. I think Hillary's going to beat him uh, pretty easily, actually. Uh, But should some, you know... Unfortunate circumstance occurred and he become president. Uh, his, his followers are pretty much like uh, brown shirts or black shirts. These guys are um, pretty scary individuals, you know, and obviously very misogynist, wanting to beat up a woman. Um, and none of these guys came to her, her, her support, to her defense. That's pathetic.
0: Brad, you're a man, too, just like Jake. Does it bother you as it bothered me that no other man stood up and said, now, wait a minute?
1: Well, absolutely. I mean, any normal guy would have tried to, to stop them from beating the crap out of this young woman. One would think. Yeah, when, and, and in a, in a u, normal universe, that would happen. But Donald Trump does not live in a u, normal universe.
0: Let, let, and, and let's be honest, that was in a room full of people. If it had been in a dark alley or parking lot, I don't think that woman, I think that woman would be in the hospital or dead.
1: Absolutely. She. she, I, think she was, I agree, she was lucky to get out of there alive. And, you know, you think what there's a whole bunch of guys, the thousands of guys there, you think one of them would have stepped in and said, hey, listen, stop that. You can't beat up this, you know, young woman. You think, at least with all those men, at least one would do that, but no.
0: I agree. I agree. All right. Thank you. Jake, anything else, dear, about last night's debate?
9: Well, I would say this is definitely proof that, you know, he's leading a misogynist movement because these guys definitely are a bunch of misogynists the way they're behaving.
0: Yeah, and women like me don't need any more of those in this country, let me tell you. Thank you for your call, Jake. Brad, it's always a pleasure to have you with us, buddy, twice this week, right? On Wednesday after Super Tuesday and two hours today. Have a wonderful weekend. Thank you, Brad. Uh, appreciate you uh, joining us. I'm Leslie Marshall. Have a wonderful and safe weekend. Thank you to Mark and Andrew, my great crew. Brad can be found on his website, BannonCR.com, on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash brad.bannon1, and on Twitter, at Brad Bannon. Have a wonderful, safe,
5: incredible weekend. We'll be back Monday.